I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. And that's a winner. Yeah, say winning day on Thursday. And it's been far too long since I've been able to say those words. So let's recap the winning card for Thursday. In college basketball, I finally have a good night. I go four and one on the card. I cash on North Texas plus the one and a half. They get the job done over SMU. They win that game outright. I get to cash that one times two. Thank you for the votes and thank you for the winner on Twitter. I cash Oral Roberts minus the three and a half. They get the job done at home over Omaha. I cash on UNC Wilmington minus the three and a half. They coast to a nice double-digit victory at Northeastern. I cash on Ryder plus the seven. Great call here from Mac Daddy Hoops. He said they could win the game outright, and they did plus the seven. They beat St. Peter's by five. My lone loser on the college basketball card Thursday was on UC Northridge, minus the two and a half. They were up, what, eight points at halftime? Felt pretty good about the basketball game, but Bakersfield came to play in the second half. They ultimately win the game, and I lose the ticket. My coin flips go one and one. I cash in the NBA on the 76ers and the Pacers. They go over the 237. I lose on the Frozen Pond. The Predators and the Wild stay under the six, so I lose that ticket. So that's the past. Let's move to Friday and see if we can win back-to-back on the card. So only eight games on the college basketball slate tonight, and five of those games have the home favorite of two and a half or less. So get ready for a night of stress. Nothing looks easy. It's going to be a sweaty night. And if you noticed, I stayed clear of the Wisconsin-Minnesota game this week. But with the small slate tonight, I have nowhere to hide. I have to play this game. So we start in the Big Ten. It's Michigan State plus the two and a half at Wisconsin. So Michigan State is 12 and seven on the season, just four and four in the Big Ten. But they have won three straight, including a rock fight at Maryland on Sunday by two when they scored just 17 points in the second half. The Spartans have six wins this season over top 100 teams. The Badgers are dang good, 15-4 and four on the season, 7-1 and one of the Big Ten. They've lost only one game at home, and that was against a powerhouse in Tennessee. They beat Michigan State in the first meeting, 70-57 to 57 in East Lansing. The Badgers never trailed in that one. They dominated the boards. They shot 10 of 23 from three-point land and went 14 of 14 at the line. It was a near-perfect basketball game from the Badgers. Wisconsin has 10 wins already this season over top 100 teams, including a big one over Marquette. In Big Ten games, Wisconsin ranks first in free throw percentage, first in two-point percentage, and first in three-point percentage. That's how good they have been. So why in the world would I ever bet Michigan State given those numbers? Well, three reasons here for you. Number one, I'm a fool. Number two, the Spartans have had two extra days of rest after playing on Sunday. 
Meanwhile, Wisconsin is coming in off of a rivalry win at Minnesota, and that's always a big game since Wisconsin has four kids, including a couple key starters from the suburbs of Minneapolis. And reason number three, well, Michigan State has won the last two games at the Kohl Center, and they've actually won four of the last five in Madison. They seem to play well in this building. I would love to be getting three or four. You might get that by morning, but I have to settle for the plus two and a half tonight. Give me Sparty on the road, Michigan State, plus the two and a half at Wisconsin. Next up on the card, we go to the Pac-12. It's California, minus the one and a half over Stanford. So it's gold out for the three, or excuse me, the 283rd meeting between Cal and Stanford on the hardwood. Stanford's head coach played at Cal. Cal's head coach played at Stanford. That's a little confusing. Stanford has the better resume, 91st in the Ken Palm numbers, 10 and 8 overall, 5 and 3 in the Pac-12, three top 100 wins this season over Arizona, Utah, and Washington. Two conference wins on the road already, so that's good. They're number one in the Pac-12, shooting 48% from beyond the arc in conference games. They're number eight in the country in the season, hitting 40% from beyond the arc. As they say, teams that live by the three also die by the three. Unfortunately for Cal, they rank 315th defending the three. The Golden Bears are 7-12 in the season, 3-5 in the Pac-12. They've lost at home to Pacific, Montana State, Arizona, Arizona State, and Washington. So they haven't exactly defended their home court. Not a ton of support for this pick other than the recent home wins for Cal over Colorado and Washington State. The Bears rank 121st in the Ken Palm numbers. The Pavilion ranks 82nd in home court edge. It's the first game against his alma mater. I think Mark Madsen will have the Golden Bears ready for their rival. So give me California minus the one and a half over Stanford. Next up on the card, we go to the WAC. It's Seattle, minus the six and a half over Utah Valley. So Utah Valley won the first meeting, 78-72 at their place, with neither team ever leading by more than seven. Seattle was favored in that game by two and a half. Seattle won the offensive boards, but they also turned it over more and lost the battle at the line. Utah Valley was 30 for 38 at the stripe, compared to just 14 of 19 for Seattle. The Wolverines of Utah Valley are 9-10 and 10 on the season, 4-4 four and four in the WAC, top 200 wins over Sam Houston, Seattle, Weber State, and Cal Baptist. They are only 1-8 and eight on the road so far this year. Meanwhile, the Red Hawks of Seattle are 11-8 overall, also 4-4 four and four in the WAC. They ended a three-game losing skid by beating the best team in the conference, number 62, Grand Canyon, 86-79 to on Saturday. So a potential letdown spot, but enough time has probably passed. I feel a little better about that. That was the second top 100 win of the year for Seattle. They had already beat number 83, Louisiana Tech. Plus, they have top 200 wins this season over UC San Diego and Cal Baptist. I like revenge spots, especially at home. So I'm going to lay the big number here. I'll lay the six and a half with Seattle at home over Utah Valley. Next up on the card, we go to the MAC. It's Kent State minus the two and a half over Ohio. So Kent State has won four straight against their rival. 2014 is the last time the Golden Flashes lost at home to Ohio. This one is about as even as it comes. 
Ohio is 171st in the Ken Palm numbers. Kent State is 168th. Kent State gets the extra 2.9 points since they have the 187th ranked home court edge in the country. Ohio is 9-10 and on the season, 3-4 and in the back. They have two top 100 wins this year over Troy and Delaware. The Bobcats, though, are 0-5 on the road, but they've been close. Losses have been by 4, 4, 5, 2, and 9. They're always in the basketball game. Kent State, on the other hand, is 10-9 on the season. Same 3-4 and four in the MAC. They have three top 200 wins this season. They beat Fordham, South Dakota State, and Cleveland State. The Golden Flashes have lost their last two home games, losing to both Akron and Toledo. It's a coin flip game, but I'm going to back the Golden Flashes to continue their winning ways over Ohio. So give me Kent State at home, minus the 2.5 over Ohio. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Next up on the card, it's your bonus bet. It's from Mac Daddy Hoops. It's his Mac play of the day. It's Niagara, minus the two and a half against Marist. And please check out his profile on Twitter for the full write-up on this game. So here's the Cliff Notes version for you. Marist won ugly over Siena, shooting 37% from the field, 12% from beyond the arc, but they battled back from 16 down to win the basketball game. Niagara, on the other hand, well, they will also live and die from beyond the arc. Third best three-point shooting percentage in the country. A lot of injury notes about this game. Braxton Bayless averages 11 points per game. He's questionable tonight with a back injury for the Purple Eagles of Niagara. Meanwhile, the leading rebounder for the Red Fox is questionable with a back injury. And their fourth leading scorer is questionable with a wrist injury. So can I monitor those things if we find out about it? Niagara struggles on defense, ranked 337th in the country. Maris struggles on offense, ranked 334th in the country. The Purple Eagles, though, they're the hotter basketball team. They've won six of seven. This is a big TV game on ESPNU. I think they should get another one here and continue their winning ways. Give me Niagara, minus the two and a half over Marist. Once again, that's your Mac Daddy Hoops Mac Play of the Day. Then my coin flip here for you. In the NBA, I selected the Cleveland Cavaliers at the Milwaukee Bucks. Total of 238.5. Heads it is. I'm on the over 238.5 between the Cavaliers and the Bucks. Then on the Frozen Pond, I selected the St. Louis Blues at the Seattle Kraken. Total of six in this one. Heads it is. I'm on the over six between the Blues and the Kraken. So let's recap my card for a Friday. Can I make it back to back? Well, we'll find out. 
in college basketball. Oh, boy, here we go. Betting into Wisconsin again. I'm on Michigan State plus the two and a half at Wisconsin. In the Pac-12, I'm on California minus the one and a half over Stanford. In the WAC, I'm on Seattle minus the six and a half against Utah Valley. In the MAC, I'm on Kent State minus the two and a half against Ohio. Mac Daddy Hoops, play of the day in the MAC. I'm on Niagara minus the two and a half over Marist. NBA, I'm on the Cavaliers and the Bucks over the 238 and a half. NHL, I'm on the Blues and the Kraken over the six. So that's my card for a Friday. As always, enjoy the games, manage that bankroll, don't chase money, have fun, and let's cast some tickets together. Good luck, everyone. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.